For those of you looking to join Loot Crate, we have a special promo code for this our very podcast. If you go to lootcrate.com backslash meltcast, use the promo code meltcast3, and that will get you the promotion that is most current for Loot Crate. Check it out, lootcrate.com. ready for this because this is Melcast 3.0 or at least last time I checked thank you for joining us my name is Derek Vandermillen I'm Aristotle sorry I'm testing my my headphone levels he just goes by Aristotle he's the only Aristotle to ever go by one name um yes so we we it's been a second podcasting sometimes is so weird to me because I am not like I don't listen to a, a ton of podcasts. I don't. My my girlfriend's way better at it at me. And every time I'm like, you're so much more versed at it. The only other person I know that is more like of a serial podcast listener is probably you, because you're in several of them. Yeah, doing like sound. Uh, it made like when you said that, it's like, uh, neither am I though. But I. I am and I'm not. Yeah. Like, I don't get to listen to a lot. Like, even if I wanted to listen to Serial, I would probably have not been able to listen to Serial. Right. I'm just not a fan of those. Yeah. Kind of things. My uh, my girlfriend listens to How Did This Get Made all the time and, it, oh, yeah. and, and just woke up one morning. Because she listens to it, like, going to bed, she just woke up one morning. It was like... We have to watch Fast and the Furious, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I really like the first one, and I, I feel a, a ways, I feel that way about a lot of movies that I still haven't watched because of how this game. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I, I've, I, I forget which one, Escape from New York or L.A. or talking about both of them, hmm. um, but yeah, Escape from L.A. definitely is stranger than I feel like Escape from New York. It's so weird because it's right when they're about to take on. Like uh, green screen and oh. using it. There's like there's some pretty bad effects in there, but they're pretty glorious. Um, but yeah, I I feel I feel like um, a really just shoddy podcaster sometimes because I don't listen to so many. And people ask oh. me, "Are you going to PodCon?" And I don't. And even Kamikaze happened this weekend, and I couldn't go, even though we, for weeks we were trying to be like, "Come on." Can we can we make it work? Is there some spot in this puzzle? And there was just too many things. I I was involved in a filming with um, some really cool people at Chapman University um, in Orange, and uh, it was a really fun shoot. But two of the days that we filmed were on Kamikaze. Yeah, but I mean that's also that's you doing you. It's not like yeah, you're like, eh, I'm already in my pajamas kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm like ah, like, but then but then. Um, thankfully, every once in a while, the big, big ones like uh, like Marin or, or something like that, my I hear my roommate go, "Oh, weird! There was supposed to be one up today, yeah. or supposed to be." I'm like, "Okay, even the like top of the game just don't get it out right when they always say that they do." Yeah, Nerdist goes out late on occasion. Yeah, every once in a while, or I 
I actually don't particularly know, yeah. but I just know that it, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Aristotle's like, I don't want to go on record too hard. Yeah. But I'll I mean, give a soft record. Yeah. Um but I oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's one of the things we could talk about in in a brief second. Is uh I'm hard I, versus d- soft. I definitely didn't see you I haven't seen you since then, but I got no, to after three plus years of working uh, it's not like I've been asking and they've been saying no. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, it happened organically that I got to sit in on my first Nerdist podcast. Like, really? Not, not a live one, like in the studio where they are. So I got, yeah. I sat next to Chris across from Elijah Wood. Really? Yeah, it was it was weird. So weird and yet very natural because it's like, well, I've been doing this exact thing for three years. Right. Just on a, on a higher level. Uh, and just like the, the people in front of me, it's almost surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm uh, so where can they listen to that podcast? On Nerdist. It's, On Nerdist. it's okay. pretty sure it's out and I I feel bad I forgot the name of cuz it was Elijah Wood and, and someone else who was on Dirk Gently. Mm, okay. It's the two yeah, yeah. stars of Dirk Gently. Okay, got remote. it. Yeah, cuz that's um that's Max Landis's It's a Max Landis show, yes. Project, right? Yeah. yeah. Um which we talked about on the podcast before. Um it's, it definitely sounds like it could be interesting. Yeah. Um but that's but, really cool. We'll have to give that one a listen. Um, I, uh, I did. Did did you feel like it was a? What was the big thing you took away from it, or like the most noteworthy moment? Um, shit, I don't know. <laughs> no, just how cool their his his studio is. Yeah, Chris Hardwick's mm-hmm. other studio. Yeah. It's it's funny that there's like a there's a spot in Meltdown that was like the one it was like there was so much love put into a spot here and then like the ghosts of Meltdown just wouldn't allow it. Yeah. Cuz there was just feedback that would happen a lot. Yeah. Um but yeah, there's like a really nice there's a really nice. I mean, there's so, it's weird that there's so many podcast studios in a in one comic shop yep. and yeah, but uh there are there's there's one that we're using now that's the original. There's the homegrown one in the corner and then there's the like ghostly pristine one that exists in an offshoot room yes um so if if for all of you uh that are listening that wanted a layout of meltdown from like sort of the secret passages there's a few that we have that we've seen here um i another another thing is like why i think i don't it's the same thing as when i when i did theater um in college there was just a stretch of my life where i was just in a theater there was a solid year where i was in i was in a theater the entire time um one theater or another um at the university of iowa and i came out of that year and i was i was excited it was all positive but i was also really happy to not be in a production after a while because i realized that in terms of like acting and things like that, you are, you are living a parallel life to your projects in a way. And it's just such a, if you're in a theater the entire time, that's the only ecosystem you exist in. Mm. Where are you like pulling experience from? Where are you drawing it all? You know, if you're not spending time in the real world, and you're just always in a theater, you're almost only ever going to know like theatrical conventions or like in, in jokes within theater. And that's almost how I feel about podcasting is I, 
I'm I'm here and I talk sometimes because I enjoy doing it and I enjoy doing it with you. But it's like a it is like a weird it's like a meta thing of I could really lean into it and 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 be super serious, super serial about it. Um, but uh, I, I there's something I like about it's just like a ritual and that's all it is. And I don't I don't speak too much more of it. Mm. I just speak into a can. I don't know yeah. if you feel similar. Yeah, that uh, we can talk about that a little more when we get to Comic Kamikaze Comic Con, yeah. Kamikaze, which we uh, have at the tail end of the episode. Yes, we um, have a, a. It was like thirty minutes that we did uh, at LA Comic Con because that mm-hmm. was we had. So we we scheduled for nine a.m., mm-hmm. which is pretty early. Yeah, and I was like, I might be late. Uh, I wasn't late. That's good in the way that we thought it would be. <laughs> uh, it's very it early. Yeah. Uh, parking w- was not great, and I believe Saturday morning there was a marathon going on in downtown. Yeah. So parking was yeah even more difficult than it was That's, Friday. It's it's once I accepted that I wasn't going to be able to go and meet up with you guys, I almost sent the text of saying I was planning on not taking a car and maybe taking public transit cuz yeah. I'm pretty sure the red line goes to the yeah, center, the, yeah. The I think it's the Blue Expo or like whatever it okay. is, it's like one stop away from the red. Right. And uh, that's how I was planning on going. And I almost sent the text like, hey, maybe you consider that too because think about it. It's going to be insane. I I wanted to so badly, but I had to be yeah. there so early each right. day that I was like, oh, that would require me waking up at like 6 a.m. early, yeah. 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 Um, but you got there relatively. Uh, we got there relatively on time. <laughs> it was just the getting there and setting up yeah. and finding uh uh, our guest slash co-host guest, uh, Chris Aldana and Jude Vagance. Oh, good. Yeah, we got both Jude of them on. joined. Yes, awesome. Good. I because I, I I'm always like I can't leave them alone, and then it's it's it is awesome how like the team just assembles mm-hmm. like that. That's cool. It's, it's so gotta. so we'll be listening to to both of them with you towards the end of the the episode. Yes, that's cool. Um. While I was also away, it's kind of like a for anyone listening to the continuous episodes. For me, um, it's been the car drama for yeah. several episodes now, spanning um, sadly, I think a couple months. Um, and I and it and it weirdly enough, it ties into sort of what I'm dealing with in my next film project. In that, the whole ordeal was. Me coming in with a plan, me having done research, and then this is for the car. This is for the car, but this is also for the project. And I promise, this is you'll see like a parallel and this sort of like life theory that I'm talking about. Both experiences, someone comes in, says, mm, "I see what you want. I see what you're saying, um, but why don't you try this? Or why don't you have you have you considered this?" So for the car. It was um, basically, I said, I would say, I want certified pre-owned. I want a used car. I'm not looking to buy new. I'm a podcaster and an actor in LA, and I make uh, food deliveries um, every once in a while too. That is what I do. I'm not operating on under any, um, you know, uh, delusion that I I I can do that. So, but they go, well, what if we leased it to you? And the the costs were affordable up front, but if I lease it for three years, 
and I go over mileage or if I um, if I want it and they go, okay, well, APR on it uh, for all you are like, what, what kind of at first I'm it's it's interest. Mm -hmm. They they could say like 4.9. They could call whatever they want because I'm already committed to the car and that's not that's not good. So but it, it was a lot of people trying to lay the path in front of me and then just make me feel like I couldn't exactly say no. And the first thing that you do, with, like when you go in, you say, I'm not looking to buy today. Well, that's not the first thing that you say, but eventually you say, "I'm just so you're aware, I'm not looking to buy today. Because they'll go and they'll be like, well, I talked to my manager, you know, and he, and he will cut a deal. But, it, yeah. you know, it's just, it's got to be, be today. today. Yeah. And no, that's not the case. And I feel like this is, a, this, this can translate anywhere in life, no matter where you live, but it's especially pertinent in LA um, because the um, writer producer of the film that I'm working on right now, he's he's our age, and he's like it's his first time he's dealing with film LA, and this isn't anything uh, against that organization, and I don't know, um, like directly, but just what I've been hearing, uh, just just be aware of everything and ask questions from the start because I don't think it's necessary. Well, it would be nice if, if everyone would be up front with you yeah. in the beginning. But when details come out later, that's when it's like, well, why wasn't... Never be afraid to like say, why wasn't I informed about this from the beginning? And kind of keep them on their toes. You're not being a dickhead or a snot or like a, um, a B word or a C word or any letter of the alphabet word. Um, it Just... Like this whole experience taught me like you can say you can say no, you can mm -hmm. always say no to a thing, and a lot of times what happens is when you say no, they'll call tomorrow and be like well well what if we what if we did this and the yeah. reason I brought that up for the film was because they're like, oh yeah, it's thirty dollars an hour to record in this space, and they're like, okay, great, and our writer producer was about to sign on, and they're like, just so you're aware there's a six hundred and seventy dollar application fee they're like what the what the fuck that's almost <laughs> the, the price of what we are planning to do for the thirty an hour. What are you talking about yeah um even no no, that's even more and um so that happened, and then they said that, oh uh, we don't accept personal checks. We need uh, cash. And it, it was just like me trying to tell them, hey, you know, you don't, that's, you can be, you can say, I think this is bullshit. And you can call them out and you can say, you're a business. I would like to think that you do personal checks. Cash up front, really? Are you going to, what happens if the receipt's lost or something like that? Mm -hmm. I, I need something for my records. At least put up the fight. At least, at least, and not even don't even be confrontational about it, but make them articulate why they're doing it that way. But it, the reason I'm I'm saying this is I, he, he's a close friend of mine, um, and I was faced with trying to get him to realize his own agency in the matter. You know what I mean? And that's what I feel like some of the LA experience is: is you always have the option. You always you can you can say you have a lot more agency than you think, um, and I and I watch so many people our age feel like they don't, and that's what gets them into some shitty situations. So yeah. if you're buying a car, if you're working out the details of of filming and new details keep popping up, if you're dealing with a seasoned um, spot, you know don't be afraid to let fly 
why wasn't I informed of this? Why wasn't, you know, and keep them on, on your toes. Cause they're going to, it's, you're going to get worked, mm-hmm. you know, it's, like it's a business. A, that's a, I, w- I think of this all the time, but I always forget the incident that like led me down this path. But, uh, you just got to be comfortable saying no and walking away mm-hmm. from anything you don't want to do. Right. Uh, like literally walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz a lot of times they'll 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 try and stop you going out that door. You're like, "No, never mind. I don't need anything." The the like, the, I, the there there's a lot of times where the other party is trying to dip the toe in the water and see how far they can bend you mm-hmm. bef- just before you break, you know, and that's and so I'll yeah, I just I I came in to a lot of the car buying stuff, just dictating the entire conversation because mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't even really listen to the pitches anymore of what the least I was like I, I've been I've been informed and I a lot of times let them know that I had just come from the other place. A lot of times I was honest and not and not you know trying to do some veiled sleight of hand tactic. A lot of times I was very upfront and honest and. Uh, yeah, I think for a lot of our listeners that I know that are artists and things like that, there's a lot of times where they're like, "Hey, we can't exactly pay you," and and you you have the ability to just go, "Well, okay, then that sucks. I really wish we could have done business and and walk away." Yeah. Um. So that was sort of the saga of of Derek of late. I ended up getting um through uh through my roommate who was saying like, "Hey, man, I really don't think lease is a good idea. Let me talk to my guy." And that sold me my car, and I ended up getting a year newer model than him with less money down than I thought he was going to have to, a little bit more monthly payments than I thought I was going to have to. Um, and then I ended up, big, big thing uh, for all you that want to know the boring details so you don't get screwed over, they're going to call an APR if they don't say an APR of like zero or anything like that. They're going to call an APR. A lot of times, if it's like 3.8 or something like that, or even higher, you can go to a, a bank or a credit union and say, I want to finance, and then get that interest rate even lower. Hmm. So there's so many steps you, you can do. And I'm not like a financial whiz. I'm just like, the second that I feel like I know something, I have to sh- I share it with everyone because <laughs> I just I hate it when people get screwed over and yeah. listening to that. Um, so it's yeah. also difficult. Yeah. Much like the props. The props. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Good God. Uh, right before you got here, I was just going through all of them. Yeah. And I was making my notes. Was there one that, so for th- those of you that aren't um, in the LA area, all the oh, propositions, yeah. all the prop, props. I don't know the difficulty prop of Prop 61, states, 65, yeah. Um, pretty difficult. Yeah. California, I feel like, is particularly inundated with just everything that's designed to make you say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Some some you know plenty of things out there are saying no don't don't do it say no and you're like well I'm seeing this ad a lot I wonder who's paying for that ad um, what was one that after you read it you were like whoa okay I'm glad I read that because now I'm thinking uh, way otherwise there's some that I'm still like I uh, that I feel I mean powerless either way. I'm good. I wrote down my yes or no's, but like, um, I think it's 65 and 67 that mm-hmm. are the plastic ban. Mm, yeah. Uh, didn't you guys already sort? I felt like I walked in 
in 2013. Well, and yeah, you guys had in 2012. Just... There was a ban, and then the plastic bag association, or whatever they're called, <laughs> it's something like plastic bag association. It's not far PBA. Off. Okay. Um. Uh. God damn it! They're like, okay, well, we're gonna put this on the ballot. Uh, so they mm-hmm. kind of prolonged it, even though pretty much everywhere, a majority of our area at least has a ban on plastic bags. Yeah. It, uh, it, one would just make it statewide. Mm-hmm. The other one takes, changes it. So right now, plastic band bag. And then you have to pay 10 cents for your paper bag. Right. And then the store gets to keep that 10 cents. The I think it's 65 that makes it so that the, those 10 cents go to an environmental fund that helps um, or it will theoretically help uh, clean up the state a little more. The issue Mm. with that is that it then... Fuck, what did it say? It was something complicated where like, oh, that's these bolts sound perfect, yeah, but something in 65 fucks up 67. So it it would have to be a yes or no. To both. uh, Vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like... Uh, if they both fail, then we're exactly where we are yeah. now. If you know one fails, state ban. Uh, one takes the ten cents, but then fucks with the state ban. Yeah, making it. Uh, I guess I don't know, but that—that's what was like eating me. Yeah, like ah, uh, I mean, I these theoretically should be perfect together, right? But they're not. Yeah, there's there's a lot of problems. The you know we we have a proposition. Um, uh, trying to get early parole for nonviolent people. Yeah. Oh, which also, well, yeah, that sounds great. Until until you, you realize what falls underneath nonviolent, which is rape, rape of and, an unconscious person, and taking a hostage and, and setting off a bomb with an intent. Yeah. yeah so which is like, those sound extremely violent. Yeah. Um. And and that's the thing is like, I'm just I I try to delve deeper and deeper into. What then could happen if this does? Because it's almost like, do we say yes to that so that then they can re-look at, look into it and then be like, no, you're right. Those are like, can they chip away at it retroactively? It's just like a very like, I need to hear, I need to hear confirmed. Otherwise, yeah, I don't want to do that until I hear. It's it's very much what we were just talking about. Like, don't be afraid to say no. Mm. Um. There, there was another one that uh, I'm like, this sounds great, but it's so ill-defined. Mm-hmm. It would be better to not do it, and then and wait for the for next where time. they reword it. Yes. Yeah, or at well, least work I, out the details. I think, I think that's true with uh, Prop 61, which is um, big pharma and the VA. Yeah, it's like you. These are almost unrelated. Like this, just. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be having the VA be the litmus for the whole. Like you, yeah. you really shouldn't. That's not fair. I would never look to take away anything from a veteran that is served. They should. They should um, be getting access to health probably sooner than I am. I'm. I'm pretty able bodied at the moment. Mm-hmm. I would say that they should have a priority over me. I'm. I'm okay. With, I am okay with that. But the thing is, is, and this is one backed by Bernie, and so it, it's leaving me in a really weird yeah, spot because that, that, that helped me with the with some of the ambiguous ones. Like you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna see what Bernie says. Yeah, yeah, and he <laughs> he was for that, 
And and I was like, okay, I, I really do trust this guy. But it is a really weird thing because and I, I could have such a dangerous grasp on it. I don't want to, I don't want to, but, but what I feel like I'm reading from this is, is that drug companies cannot charge all of us any more than what they charge someone of the VA. And then what that's going to do is basically, um, make big pharma raise the price uh, on, on, on anyone within the VA. The, I, uh, from what I read, the best theoretical outcome of Prop sixty one would, would be that VA is slightly increased and ours is slightly decreased. So there's a middle. Okay, because I think and, it says that VA and I th- gets lower. I think why Bernie was was uh, being such a proponent for it was um, th- this will this the whole point is and the, and they're hiding kind of behind the VA to. Because we know they know that we care about the VA and mm-hmm. we don't want anything to happen to it to be like oh we don't want it to affect the veterans, but it, it is a bill that's saying something to Big Pharma. Yeah, and like- if it passes, then that is a positive because it's, it's putting Big Pharma in, the right in their place, yeah. which should happen. It's just the wording shouldn't even really affect. Like why it's almost like a like a hey we want cheaper drug prices yeah well what about veterans and it's like well, it, I we didn't bring that up who brought that up and it's just like why is it worded that way to basically pit somebody against so here's here's what it says a yes vote on this measure means state agencies would generally be prohibited generally be prohibited from paying more for any prescription drug than the lowest price paid by the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs for the same drug. So that's what a yes means. Mm. A no vote on this measure means state agencies would continue to be able to negotiate the prices of and pay for prescription drugs without reference to the prices paid by the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. Mm. Well, And, And then there's also just... Pretty much zero information given on anything else in the ballot, like for who's running for assembly, who's running for uh, what have you. Yeah, I, uh, I, that that you just kind of have to go. I do. I do wonder. <laughs> I I have less people. I mean, it's almost the whole point. It seems at times when we're so wrapped up in the presidential. And so many people are like, hey, you have to pay attention to state. You have to pay attention to local. But that's almost where people go, yeah, but that's really hard. So you know what? Republicans really are – they just do nothing. It's a do-nothing Congress. We're so tired of them. And it's like I'm just going to write in Democrat across the board. And that doesn't sit well with me, but it's like it is a bit of a – catch up that i'm doing like i sit with about five or six of the props each night drink them in and then be like wow this is a a lot to try and consider and uh, i don't i don't know that's like that's like a weird like not even voting your conscience just like voting feeling you're the best informed about the situation so but it's really easy to look up information on all of them it's really easy and there's so many sites that are not 
trying to lead you to one or the other because they're talking about the whole of them. And it's just like, here's the list of all the props. Um, mm-hmm. And definitely uh, read up on them. But I imagine I'm probably going to say no to quite a bit. Oh, the only other one that I know that's just big for like any uh, any podcast I know that has like slightly gone into it or any like topic that is local humor is uh, Prop 60. Yeah. Yeah. So a, I feel like that's a pretty clear one. I don't know very many people that are against it. That are against oh, that are against sixty? Wait, legalizing marijuana, right? No, 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 no. Oh, wait, no. I'm not that's, sure what you're doing. Yeah, I was I was like, gonna that's say a, that's a pretty popular I, almost one. everyone I know. Uh prop sixty is uh, using condoms in porn. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty big uh big no. Which yeah, a number of people in the LA area at least, um, that I know that are in any part of um film i can't i can't say that i know any adult star that's at least letting me know they have that career um uh that's gonna move porn completely out of uh california yeah which i mean just i i don't know i'm not invested in it at all but it just sounds like it's not really gonna make the problem go away it's just gonna move it yeah um also get rid of a lot of work. Yeah, and and like I'm I'm at an age where I'm like I I um I don't I don't I I don't want to actively judge too many people. And so I I think I came to terms with the adult film industry a long time ago. Like I was I was kept away pretty successfully by my parents from that. And, mm. and uh, the main reason from that was just they didn't have good internet. We didn't have good internet back home, and it was just not worth the risk, and I didn't feel like being resourceful enough to like find a magazine that could later be found. So I just like, I don't know how I imagined things. I don't remember uh, being a teenage kid, but like that was kept away. And then when I went to college, I was like, <gasps> I can use internet all I want now. And then I just sort of got burnt out by it, and I had been having sex for like two years before that. So it was like, I already had a healthy understanding of what the act was and was like, Oh, so much of this is not like how I experienced it. They're not making these really strange noises. <laughs> like they're a cat being drowned. It all gets edited you, out. You know? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, so, but, but yeah, almost everyone I know that that's here, that is, is somehow connected one way or another. Um, they 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 think it's a hard no because it's yeah. not it's not actually going to solve it's not actually going to solve the problem. Yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of props, we watched the Wonder Woman trailer. Oh yeah, with, uh, and I mean that because of like sword and lasso and shield, <laughs> and also just props to the trailer because I thought it was a really well trailer. done. Yeah, trailer it does look good. Um, it it, it was interesting because I I was almost like. Oh, they! I, I felt like they had a really good first trailer where they didn't um, they didn't give away too much. They mm-hmm. they they established tone, and the second one I felt like was a better glimpse into Themyscira and yeah. what that looks like, and also the the um, battlefield of uh, World War One, World War One, and uh, and. I think I think it looks great. Mm-hmm. I don't think it 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 does. We we talked about it a little bit. It does have a first Avengers sort of vibe. Yeah, um, but that's but, it's you know. 
but also period like a, piece. yeah it's 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 a period piece and the action looks so good yeah it's just is is really good to 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 see it in the trailer and be like that looks like shit's going to get fucked up yeah the 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 thing that kind of made me laugh that uh was a little bit silly is the when it ends, and then you see the Wonder Woman logo, but then they have her theme. Her from, theme, right? Uh, Batman vs Superman. Bat v Soup. Yep. Uh, which is, uh, I don't know. I I like it, but it's also not a, a totally fitting theme. Not for like the trailer worked. they yeah. just had. Yeah, yeah. I I know what you mean. It's like it's a very specific like theme. Yeah. Um. Like it's a good action scene theme. Yeah. But not quite. Yeah. Any th- other. There's time. there's something about. Like, I would want to hear that, just not with the electric guitar anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? In a way, it's it's sort of like, no, that's what makes it. And I, I they they do a lot of plays on different themes. Mm-hmm. So I would have liked, yeah, maybe for them to have that same thing, but with like a like a like distant uh, wood like tribal woodwind sounds. You know what I mean? Something to make it feel a little more Amazonian than yeah. modern day. Um, they, but they, yeah, I could have totally heard that theme and been like, ah, we've heard that before. And it would have been like tip of the cap, but this was so like, yeah, I remember, I remember, <laughs> I remember the hearing the guitar and being like, all right, this is interestingly thrown into Batman vs Superman. Or it needed, it needed to be there as a reminder. Like these are, these are the same universe. I yeah. know we know this movie looks really great, but it is in the same <laughs> Like just to remind you, you can connect those dots. <laughs> um, Oh, we like to have fun. Um, yeah, I, I I thought it was great, and I think she looks great. There's just some shots where she's just running, and mm. I'm going, holy shit, that is the Wonder Woman that I've seen in comics, that I've seen in, like, video games and cartoons. Like, I'm seeing it live now in front of me, and I know that Linda Carter... And, it, and I also like whatever the, whatever the cute little term um, for the opposite of bromance is... But just seeing Sister Mance, uh, uh, what is I? I don't know what the pun for love between them, but they they spent time together for uh, Wonder Woman seventy five, um, and and uh, it was just Gal Gadot and uh, Linda Carter, and every shot of them they look like they're best friends, hmm. and so it's either they're like master at faking it, or I really you can see do the, believe the that they yeah that. That Linda's happy the character's making a resurgence and is happy to pass the tiara. Yeah. Um, the tiara that could kill somebody, not to make it sound like it's a beauty pageant, but the tiara that could absolutely F your world up. Um, but yeah, I think that looks great. I know there's another movie you're itching to, to just to bring up that we got Doctor Strange. Yep. Uh, when this comes out, it'll have been out now. So, goddamn, wasn't it great? Uh, <laughs> Uh, funny enough, I've been I've been asked so many times if I've seen it already because so many people have seen it already. Oh, they've seen advanced screenings. Yeah, there've been a shit ton of advanced screenings that I'm not invited to. But <laughs> uh, yeah, like Chuck saw it. Chuck really? said it was great. Uh, I've seen a few people that have seen it, and did, it's out in Asia did, already. Did Eddie? Do you know? There, I, I don't know. Fats always has a screening somehow. Yeah, but I imagine that's probably tonight. Yeah, the night that we're recording. Probably yeah. But um. It's out in Asia, and I will admit, 
my mistake, which kind of leads into, I guess, kamikaze as well, is that I was looking through the the Doctor Strange hashtag on Instagram yeah. just to see at people's cosplays and costumes and what have you, because it was also Halloween. Yeah. Um, Did you see a spoiler? I saw a... It was a video, but I didn't watch the video. I just saw a, uh, a, a screenshot, pretty much, of the mid credit scene, and uh, there is... I mean, there's a cameo in that scene that I now know that cameo's there, and... Uh, Nothing spoiled, but just the fact that I know is like fuck, god damn it! Like I, yeah. I spoiled th- that little bit for me. Damn it! Uh, yeah, because Instagram, I suppose, it's almost impossible. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Like if you're looking forward to seeing something, maybe stay away from it. Oh, yeah. which is a terrible thing. The whole point of social media is well, the the, the issue like that you I, want engagement, and if engagement, but after that, I did start to notice videos. Uh, you couldn't see what it was, but people right. recording stuff in the theater. So you can see yeah, the yeah. darkness and the screen and think, like, no, this, is, this isn't what this is for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so so I've never experienced that kind of Game, Game of Thrones, no spoilers phenomenon until now. Right. Like, ah, fuck. So it's, it is, it's at least big enough of a mid-credit to make you go, god damn it, right? Uh Yes, and like just I mean, you just, have it out of context, of out course, of context, but, but just knowing, just knowing, it's like, oh, okay, I see, I can see where these two dots connect. Yeah, okay, yeah. and by dots, probably characters. Yeah, yeah, like I can see why these characters are talking. Okay, um, so yeah, because a lot of times, the last, I want to say, the last like three post credits, I've been like, nah, okay. Uh, Shit, I don't know what they Yeah, what would that be? Would that be Ant-Man? Uh, Civil War, Ant-Man, Avengers. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Avengers one people loved, even though there's nothing to it. It's just Flash. Cause it's, it's, uh, I think that's when Thanos grabs the glove. The, the gauntlet, gauntlet and says, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. And- which, which you just, like, we'd already kind of established that, but all right, he's, he's being proactive. Yeah, at least it's a kickoff of like, okay, we're, you're going to see more involvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Ant-Man uh, led into Civil War, which is cool. It was uh, Bucky. Yeah, it was Bucky having his the, arm the grip. Yeah, which yeah, that was almost at that time was like, uh, I feel like I have enough context. Yeah, like I li- I remember like liking the dark tone, but I it also didn't do quite anything for me because we already knew Ant-Man was going to be in Civil War. It's not like, oh shit, Ant-Man's going to be in Civil War and that's where it was revealed. It was already said. And he was the most like... They literally threw him into it. They Uh, just kidnap him and just throw him into it. Threw him into it, but then he did have a pretty great payoff. Yeah. yeah. Him and Spidey both, so it was like, okay. But um, then uh, Civil War, what was it? It was was Spider-Man. It was Spider-Man room with the the um like the hologram projected up on the yeah roof that I we'll just we'll just see where that goes right sure um I believe Guardians uh, featurette or other trailer came out in the time for oh yeah it did too, which um God I hate saying it once you saw not baby group but let's say little group little group <sighs> fucking a Twiggy group. So adorable. Yeah. God damn it. And his little suit. I feel like my girlfriend talking about Pomeranians. I was, mm. I hated that he looked so adorable. I just wanted to like 
They got us. De- devour him. Um, you also see, like, in, in that trailer, but also in, like, promo stuff that mm-hmm. Nebula's with them and Yondu are just, they're all kind of yeah. hanging out in a runaways looking. It looked like maybe they were going to be on their side. Yeah. Um, Which I'm glad, because I was interested to to see where what they were going to do with yeah. Nebula. Yeah, because she's... <laughs> she kind of, like... Love her. She, she literally she just disappeared yeah. in the movie. I love... Um, I love the actress. It's Karen Gillan, right? Karen Gillan. Oof. Uh, but, speaking of Doctor Strange, did you see my cosplay? My Halloween costume cosplay? No. I uh, I finally did it. Did you pull was, it off? Uh, not quite, but yes, no, maybe. Just I was punk metal. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Pull it up. Uh, I while you're pulling it up uh, for Halloween this year, um, my girlfriend and I decided we wanted to do a couple's costume, and she suggested Big Viv and Little Viv from uh, Documentary Now. Uh, their episode Sandy Passage, which is a play on. Um, uh, Grey Gardens, and I played the mother, and my own mother who visited this past week, um, helped me put together an old woman outfit, and uh, she was confused. I think through the entire time that she was helping me pick out old women's clothes in uh, Goodwill, but at the same time she wasn't that confused because she did raise me, and I did Stranger stuff as a probably 12 or 13 year old. Um, but yeah, so I, it, it was funny because I don't think my girlfriend thought that was too highbrow or too like obscure. She was doing it because she loves Fred Armisen and, and, uh, Bill Hader. Um, and then when we did it, like we got asked a lot. So who are you guys? And yeah. why does Derek look like Norman Bates? And I was like, God damn it. Yeah. That was me. All weekend. Yeah. The, the picture I'm about to show you, and I will I guess I'll post it with the episode. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of context to it. Uh, so I, I wore this to Saturday and Sunday of LA Comic Con, and lucky uh, where we had a Meltdown Podcast Network booth. And right across, like one aisle over yeah. from us, was the Doctor Strange booth, where you could go and take these GIF video pictures what that's really cool uh it's like you in front of a green screen and then when you when they send it to you it's like the poster where you've got the the ring yeah around and then the city is kind of like incepting incepting yeah behind you but uh yeah all weekend people are like are you because they would see the eye or not oh they would see the cape and little kids would think i was superman ah uh Bearded goatee, Superman. Yeah. Oh, and then Saturday, I didn't even have time to shave, so I just had beard, which I thought, like, that that could work, right? But Sunday, I, rock. I yeah. trimmed it to a goatee. Nice. And it's already grown back. Goddamn. Oh, no. Like, I, I didn't shave. I wanted a oh, dirty, sh- gruffy look. Okay. It was just, uh, I didn't want to have to go goatee. But I yeah. Did. And then I trimmed off the goatee. Yeah. Uh, our costume, we it, the night ended with somebody recognizing us and nice. knowing exactly... Um, and then she herself went as this really obscure, like, she's like, I wanted to be like a eighties lounge singer that got pulled out of time and run through a ditch and then is trying to adapt to modern times. And at first I was like, no, she's fucking with us. But then you realize she has like 
leaves in her hair mm-hmm. and and looks like that and has like coke in her boobs and like pulled it out and was like had the whole moment where she wanted to show us that she had that and i was like that's fine um that's but, a pretty detailed cost but yeah that that woman realized who we are and she was like super articu- articulate too so it was kind of like this is the, this is a really gratifying conversation but it's just being delivered in such a unique way yeah um but then probably the biggest news and people are going to be like, what? I didn't know this about Derek. He's, he talks about nerdy things, and he talks about... He never once talks about sports. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But God damn, if my life, like, bucket list biggest thing did not happen last night at Pineapple Hill in Sherman Oaks, where after trying to go to Taste of Chicago in Burbank and realizing that that place is way too small... For such a big event, and then going back to my apartment and trying to pirate it off of Reddit, I got to watch Game 7 of the World Series with the Chicago Cubs and Cleveland Indians go into the 10th inning, screaming my lungs out because of the lead they had and then the lead that they lost and then the rain delay and all the things that just put me through the fucking ringer. To watch them win it. Nerd. Big nerd. And I don't even care. 108 years. My grandfather was going to be drafted by the Cubs. This is like the one claim to like anything I have in my life um, that I'm not immediately involved with. My grandfather was going to get drafted by the Cubs at age 17. Needed parent permission still to make that happen. And, and my great-grandmother didn't want... Didn't didn't want him yet to go to the majors, and then he got drafted in a different way when he went to World War II, and then was wounded and could not participate. Um, and and so there's been a healthy relationship with the Cubs um, and loving them, and so to see them snap a 108 year drought of a win. Um, and even only a little less of actually going to playoffs. Mm-hmm. Everyone I knew from Chicago and the surrounding area. Did you see the video from outside of a... Oh, a yeah, field? dude. That's I, pretty insane. I, I mean, I, it, it, it was funny because this entire time I was in L.A. and we bumped L.A. out, that there, there wasn't quite as bitter... Uh, like people being like, fuck the Cubs. Like that didn't happen. It's just like, they're like, oh, I don't need to care now. Like all the people in LA that are, and I was sort of like, oh, but come on. Like what? Like if it wasn't my team and I was watching someone who hadn't been there in forever, like if the Clevelands themselves, the Indians themselves had been in with someone else, I would have rooted for, you know, Cleveland because now after losing to the Cubs, they have the longest drought in all of the, yeah. Yeah. Now after the Cubs have broken theirs. Well, that's that's what made me, that's like, that's great for the Cubs, but then I was not sure, like, well, how many other teams have not won and how long? Like, what's the... No worries. There was no... The the joke, my whole experience up to this point was like... Because I they, know about the I'd curse. Say was just, a, yeah, I'd say I was, yeah, I'd say I was a Cubs a fan curse? and people would be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they still do that with the Vikings now because I'm a Vikings fan mm-hmm. and they, they were doing okay and now they're doing a little less and I could just feel that like the universe was like, listen, dude, I... 
there's only so much sports karma that can go to one of your teams. Like, I don't know if if somebody was like, oh, I'm a Patriots fan and a Cleveland Cavaliers fan and a and a Chicago Blackhawks fan. I'd just be like, mm, fuck you. You're literally the worst person ever. Um, so I just felt like the universe was like, where do you want it to go, man? And I was like, look, I love all my teams, but make it go to the Cubs. And mm-hmm. so, oh. It's also, have you seen all the pictures of people's like funny, funny slash not funny predictions? Like no, uh, Rhea, no. Rhea Butcher, amazing comedian, I think, yeah. uh, last year tweeted, Prediction, Cubs, World Championship 2016. And uh, she also retweeted like a, a joke that she did that, but the year before somebody else did that. And then I saw another picture of from somebody's like 1993 yearbook that said Cubs World Series 2016. You hit it first. And uh, so it was that picture. And then the next picture next to it was the person's dad saying that fucker was right. Wow. Yeah, I, I did. I did hear about that. And I was just sort of like to Babe Ruth it. I, there's no way. There's no way they could have known. I who. It seems like the the like the randomest thing you could say that just happens to yeah. be true. Like he just got lucky. But you know what's weird That's is funny. there's I mean there's stats to almost every sport, but like when you look at at how they keep like the stats for baseball, it's very clear we were like in an engineering boom because there's just such a like statistical breakdown of baseball that it's like wait I wonder if we're in the age where maybe people can start to predict that with. Mm. You could come up with an algorithm and be like, well, let's look at it statistically. It's going to happen. That'd be crazy. Yeah. That would be crazy. Like deep, dark web stuff. <laughs> Someone's like, oh, I'm going to go uh, check that out now. Um, so that's all I really needed to get out of my system was that last night, it was just such a like, oh, I was so connected to everyone I'd almost ever met growing up because Iowa's... Um, Iowa has like a triple league Iowa Cubs. That's the closest we have to a professional sports team. It's it's just us being like, we'll be relevant someday. Um, we have a speedway. <laughs> the speedway for like NASCAR and stuff. Oh, so, oh, oh. <laughs> not a very big deal. Uh, but I had to get that out of the way. So, But also speaking of deep, dark webs. Let's do it. Deep, dark, twisted fantasies. Uh, I'm about to go see Kanye West. Interesting, yeah. Interesting choice. And what? how do you feel? Uh, I have to admit, I already saw him the other night. Uh, it was just so good that I was like, you know what? Well, I wanted to, and then he added another day, and for whatever goddamn reason, the tickets were so much cheaper than the other night, and I was so mad. So I got better seats this time. So you've already seen him, and you're going to see him for the St. Pablo. Tour. Really? Yeah. And how was it? It was real cool. But that the 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 uh, because he are you familiar with what he's doing right now? The St. Pablo tour? <laughs> no, my roommate tries to explain it to me, and uh, yeah, I'm not a super huge fan. But it uh, it all kind of happened perfectly at the right time. Yeah, I thought uh, you know. Prince died, David Bowie died, Lemmy died, and everybody regretted not seeing them. Yeah. Uh, I don't think of Kanye quite on that level, but I feel that he could be at some point. And 
now I'm not going to regret not seeing him. Okay. Because I will have seen him. Sure. Especially on this, where he's got this mat. Though I heard One Direction already did this, so I don't care. Uh, it's, he's at, Kimmy and Holly would be like, <laughs> freak out. He's got Go this ahead. massive contraption yeah. where the stage floats above the general audience. Okay. Uh, and it just moves around the crowd. Interesting. So the, the, the thought behind that was like, oh, so any ticket should be fine. Uh, though it kind of varies on stadium. Yeah. But the ticket that I had the other night was great, except the screen was in such a position that uh, he was... Just out of sight for most of it. Mm. Like you can still see him on the screen, but yeah. the, the screen has like a lot of like these crazy effects going on. Sure, that I still didn't quite totally get to see everything. Mm. So hopefully tonight. Yeah. Everything. My well, what's interesting is my roommate um, and good friend out of here. We uh, all three work together. They went to see Bon Iver. Mm. And it's funny because they Kanye and Bon Iver have a connection because they work together. Yeah. Um and uh and it's just weird because I I hear things like that and that's kind of what makes me like Kanye is mm. that he'll be like I believe that person to be like really freaking good and I'm just a solid fan of them. I want to work with them. And then conversely for Bon Iver to be like Sure, why the fuck not? Like, I'll go do my shit in the deep dark of winter, but I'll also, yeah, I'll do something with a hip-hop artist mm-hmm. when I want to, too. Um, so I kind of like that. That That's like the... And I almost wonder if that's why he does it, is like, who who's the demographic I'm not getting? Yeah, who might... I- I'm not getting the Derricks of the world. What do I need to do? Who am I going to blow? Ooh, let's, let's get Bon Iver, like, project going, and then he'll think otherwise. Um but was it was it a good show? Like mm-hmm. he was an okay showman. Yeah, yeah, it's real cool. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm kind of upset that I was buying a car at the same time of of uh, Bon Iver because I really would have loved to have seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, at this new album, but he's such a talented artist. I'm sure he's going to do something good again, mm. and then I'll I'll go see him. Um, it's kind of like Radiohead. We have a and in with um, the one of the guys that does Radiohead's art, uh, the artwork for all of their tours, mm-hmm. and he goes to like so many of Every their show. their shows that I probably should see Radiohead at some point. Yeah. Um, but I I know that um, Burnside, um, Matt Burnside, who's here, he said he had like six computers up trying to buy them, and it's just like I could also see how like I should probably work for it a little bit. Um, and not just rely yes, on... Yes, no, like, that's... I completely understand. But I, I'm also a... Uh, work for it, but also... Just treat yourself, because I'm also, just, yeah. like... That's that's why I was like, you know what? Yeah. Because yeah. I like to invest yeah. in experiences. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my mom's the same way. My dad. Uh, my dad's like, man... I've had a lot of experiences, and I also am just a forgetful person and have yeah. to be reminded... I think he's he's more he's more in the moment enjoying like a a thing because he he's like I don't remember half the shit and I'm sort of worried that like when he says that I'm like oh god I hope that's not um, uh, a concern but he's just I'm, like yeah yeah I'm I'm exactly the same way yeah but it also this also again going like how it's been I think a year now yeah still tying back to Grant Morrison's Dance with the Universe yeah uh, it often comes down to no matter what. 
I do today. I'm probably going to forget it next week. Yes. So I'd rather do the more enjoyable thing. I'll I'll talk about dancing with the universe in kind of a Grant way that I think I, I'd love to hear what he thinks about things like this. But um, Pauline and I uh, did tarot oh. cards mm-hmm. um, at, at almost the stroke of midnight, um, Halloween night. So it felt like a very bewitching hour. And um, my my tarot card reading was like a very positive one of, I, w- I won't say what I asked it. Um, I'm sure there's a, a lot of ways in which people approach how they ask the tarot card something when they're shuffling the deck. But the reading was basically a, like, a, you're doing fine. You're doing all right. And just mobilize your skill set and go, which is like, they could be all doom and gloom. They could be like, and it was it was just funny. It was like she she was just reading it aloud, and she was just like, "This is one of the most chill readings I've ever had." <laughs> she was just like, "This is yep, you're doing great." Um, so because I I remember one earlier, and it was funny because I said pretty much the first time I ever did a tarot reading was like, "I know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna straight up get death as the top card, and then that's gonna." be a weird reading and i did get that but it was it's also you know with tarot just because you see something that looks dark it doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing um but yeah the uh, top card this time was the queen of cups and i think that made for kind of a gentler reading but uh yeah i i I eat that i really do eat that stuff up i eat that up um the same with uh astrology Mm-hmm. I do like being a Sagittarius. Um, I do think like um, astrology, sometimes I'll warn you like, be careful running into an X or or be careful because Mercury's in retrograde or something like that. But it's also another thing. Of, it's almost designed to make you like it because it's like, well, here's all these positive traits of what you are. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I am that me. thing. You're right. Yeah. Um, but Sagittarius, uh, they set high goals. That's why they have the bow. They're always aiming for for high things. And so the second I heard that, I was like, all right, well, if this is bullshit or not, I, I want to identify with that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, 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 I'm not down the path yet where I want to get a tattoo, but I think if I did, I'd get an arrow to represent being a Sagittarius. Um, and I just like the idea of something like simple. Yeah. And, uh, so I might, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what we did to, as our nightcap for, Halloween. Nice. I just watched Halloween. Yeah? Damn. Yeah, we watched uh, Pontypool. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. Okay, Pontypool, I, 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 I heard about because I think either somebody wanted to do a stage reading or like a stage production of this um, in Chicago when I was out there, or they already have done it. And, um, and uh, I thought it was a brilliant idea. But Pontypool is basically um, this radio host – uh, not unlike a setup we got here, um, uh, is is slowly hearing about, and he kind of has a first uh, hand experience with um, somebody who didn't look like a zombie, but it was just a weird interaction that made you go, "What? Sorry, what?" And basically, what slowly starts to happen is everyone knows no longer knows how to communicate. And a lot of times they're just uttering a word and you're like, what's going on? And then the second that you say something, they start copying what you're saying. 
So they start copying what you're saying. They, 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 and on repeat, it's a loop. And so they'd be like, oh my God, they're out there. Oh my God, they're out there. Oh my God, they're out there. It's like you hear it and it's like, it's like Night of the Living Dead, but you're like, so what is going on? And the entire time, Pauline just kept looking over at me like, what is this mood? And I was just like, I promise you're, you're supposed to be a little lost. Um, and it's not a spoiler, but you basically find out that the English language is how a virus is being trans- transmitted. Mm-hmm. So, and, and for you, for you, certain words could like, I, I don't know if it's like once a word is contaminated, it's forever contaminated or if it's to you, whatever the Not word that you. was going to be contaminated to, for you, if you hear it, then you start to lose cognitive ability and then you just, and, and then there's this really weird thing. Like there's a guy that's like, yeah, I'm in the ground and, 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 and there's someone here and he's. He's whispering something here. I'm going to hold it up. And the whole time you're like, no, don't hold it up because I don't want to hear what it's going to say. And then it's like, it just, it sounds like there's a baby in his throat. And it's just, it was a really, the sound design on it's really good because it is the whole time you're like just really trying to listen to a scary movie. Mm -hmm. And which is such a medium of, yeah, there's like sounds that make you jump coupled with a visual. But it's like, it's just a really, it's such an obscure and I liked it, um, but both my mom and Pauline were like, "That's a little too highbrow for us." And I was like, "What? I didn't. I didn't think it was high." But admittedly, I kind of enjoyed it more the second time mm. that I saw it, just because it is such a like, "Wait, what?" You have to kind of ask questions. Um, so definitely check out Pawnee Pool. I think it's a, it's like year round on Netflix. Hmm. Um, oh, it's on Netflix now. Yeah, yeah, oh, you sure. can check it out. All right. Um. um. So, what do you want to say leading into Kamikaze, that uh, clip? I got to hang out with a, a lot of our fellow podcasters here on the network, and they're all great people. Definitely check all, th- all the shows out, mm-hmm. all of them. It's very easy to uh, visit the other shows if you go to our, our main page, yes. meltcomics.com, uh, and there's a big banner with all of our icons. An even easier way to kind of get to know, not all, but most of our podcast yeah. is to listen to the Meltdown Podcast Network crossover panel. Yes, that we did. Um, I believe it's being released on Two Packs's feed. I'm not sure if it's going to go to everyone. Okay, but Jeffrey Golden was our who's our our uh, moderator, and uh, we each kind of got a few minutes to do to pretty much do mini versions of our shows, which I was very unprepared for, but I felt like I got some good stuff in there. Well, yeah, welcome to Melcast too. Um yeah. but yeah, it but you felt like it went it it was yeah. It it was cool. Yeah. Um well, I can't wait to listen to that portion when this comes out and see what uh I missed out on. Um but yeah, I I know there were some other things before we go quickly uh uh London Got a chance to talk to Kevin Conroy. Yeah, she, I saw that. I, I think twice. Yeah, I think she had two panels with Kevin Conroy. Yeah, so that was that was really cool uh, for those of you that not, know London through history of the Batman podcast and were led here or vice versa. Definitely uh, check that out because that was uh, that was really cool to see on on my Instagram feed. Mm. She also um, did a, a the seventy fifth anniversary. I forgot the specific word. There's like retrospective on Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah, which yeah, is really cool. Yeah, the. Uh, granddaughter or great granddaughter i think granddaughter of the creator of wonder woman was on right. the panel and she was so cool that's awesome yeah. yeah i i i feel like there's a number of people within comics that from those original characters 
the family's just like the family's like give a shit yeah and they they give a shit but they're also really cool people and that because i wouldn't it be just like shitty if they were like well we kind of care about the character but everyone else care about the character but yeah also just like super cool people because she was also like like fucking finally Mm -hmm. like this character is getting like this is who she's supposed to be yeah that's awesome yeah that's awesome that that even though the modern context and like all these like still believing that it's true to the core of the character that's really cool yeah um well then let's give a listen to uh well not quite that but uh chris and jude live from la comic-con hello and welcome to meltcast 3.0 oh. Lee's? no yeah stan lee's la comic-con stan lee's la comic-con kamikaze no, spectacular it's, it's it's a con it's a con uh it's me, Aristotle, and... It's me, Chris Aldana. Today, we got a special guest. Jude Vigance. Hi, Hell guys. Yeah, Jude. Jude, have know. you ever been on before? Fuck no. I've never been on a podcast, period. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait, shit. Oh, fuck. Am I, <laughs> you you're going to bleep it out, right? Sure. doesn't matter. No, you can, no, you can cuss. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's not like the bizarre states where you have a, a uh, swear jar. But you, no, yeah. <laughs> so you have been on one before? I've never. No. Oh, okay. No, I. This is my first podcast. Period. Welcome to the anyway. podcast. Yay! So that's it. Let's go home. That's it. That's the episode. Yes, we're here pretty early. Got here a little late. It's gonna be a short I'm one. Very hungover. Chris is very hungover, but uh, parking is bad. Uh, parking was fine. There was. It was alright. Yeah, sure. Okay. Did you guys get street parking or have to go? We had a lot. We, we got, got a lot. lot. What'd you get? I got um, I got street parking, but I have to go put more like two dollars in in four hours. Oh. But it's like right down the block, so it's a pretty sweet deal. Parked ten dollars all day, but it's a few blocks away. This is getting to be kind of bullshit. We should talk about comics. Yeah, I want to oh, talk to true. you about Whoa. comics. Boom. Yes. <laughs> I want. I want. I haven't seen you guys in like a week. So I need to know about your comics and your experiences. Well, I'm reading. Are we just getting into it? Yeah. The fastest we ever got into reading comics. That's true. I read Seven to Eternity this week. Have you been reading Seven to Eternity? No. It's Rick Remender's new book with Jerome Pena. Okay. Do you know Jerome Pena? No, but I know Rick. Obviously, I know Rick Remender. Did you read the first when Marvel Now launched? Jerome Pena and Jonathan Hickman did the first three issues of Avengers. Okay. I don't know if you ever read it. No. But those are the best issues of Avengers I've ever read in my whole entire life. When Jero- did they come Jero- out? Jero- like- Pena is a fucking monster. Um, uh, that came out like Mar- that. Jero- Center Eternity? Whatever the one with John Hickman is that you just uh, mentioned. Avengers that came out like 2012 or whatever. Yeah. Marvel now. I probably missed it. I didn't or really. I didn't read comics in college, embarrassingly. Oh, really? Yeah. Be- until I started taking comics courses. So you didn't, when did you start reading comics? Well, like, you know, like, reading them as, like, pleasure, you know, middle school, taking them out of the library and stuff, but, like, I didn't know that comics were a thing you could buy every week, you know, until, like, (laughs) until I got into it, and then it's like, oh, shit, my favorite book comes out this month, this month, you know, and... Wait, what did you, what what did you start with? (laughs) I was saying, oh, like, what did I start with? Oh, I would just, like, rent uh, collections out of um, 
the library. Like one of the earliest things I got was uh, Runaways, like that that compendium from Brian K. Vaughn. And I was like, what the fuck? This shit's so cool. Like, it's like a superhero team, but like I care about them. Yeah. What? I relate to them. What? So, yeah. But like until I met you guys and like worked at Meltdown for like the time I did, it was like. Weird, but you, you've been drawing there. comics, though. Yeah, because I like to draw, and I always started drawing because, like, I wanted to make movies, and I didn't have enough friends to make movies with, so I started drawing. And That's like, uh, I mean, I haven't been reading comics. I only started reading comics, like, in 2012. Like, I haven't been reading Same. comics, like since, I, like, since I was a kid or anything like that. I've only read them. I started yeah. reading comics one year after the Avengers movie. After what? One the year? Avengers movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember because yeah. I I was like, eh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna start getting into comics, but I'm gonna wait because I don't want to be one of those guys that gets in right after I see the movie because that and that's what that's, happened. Yeah. Well, no, that's why I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait a while, and oh, then okay. one year later, that's when I that's when I jumped. In. One year Even later, though, to a T, he has yeah. the movie stub ticket from Avengers, and There's, then his first. Aristotle remembers shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very specific. I don't remember a lot, but very specific stuff. So. Uh, I. Fuck. I, have, I don't remember what I've read. I remember reading uh, the Drinky Crow Treasury. The That's what? Drinky Crow Treasury. Oh, shit. You know, I haven't read that. I, I know the character. I've seen him in the store. My friends love him. I'm like, he looks cool. I haven't read those yet, though. The art is gorgeous, and yeah. the jokes are raunchy. You know what I started reading this week? Uh, well, hold on. Let me finish my thought. I was reading Seven to Eternity. Yeah. By recommender and Jerome Pena. Yeah. Jerome Pena is a beast. Like his art. Okay. Is one hundred percent. Seven to Eternity is about a man named Adam Adam Osidus. and Os and uh, his dad, like Osiris Osidus or some shit. They he uh, they live in like this this it's basically sci-fi. They yeah. live on this planet, and the whole world um, came into war because this guy called the Mud King took like he can like bond with people like there's magic in this world and oh. different people have like magic powers this guy the mud king he can bond with people's souls forever like he, like he can just bond with someone's soul so like he put servants in every like different house and family so finally when he wanted to take over he just activated them and then people started going to war and shit but the only way he could bond with people is if he gives them what they want Yo. He wanted to give Adam's dad what he wanted, but Adam's dad's like, fuck you. I don't want anything to do with you. You're a bad person. So my family is going to be the only family that has nothing to do with you. There will be no slaves or servants of you in my house. Noise. So then we pick up the story there. The Mud King finds the family on the outskirts of this town on this crazy planet, and he kills the dad. Adam, Adam Osidus is like, what the fuck? He's like, you know what? I'm going to hear the Mud King's offer because I have a family to take care of. I'm going to die. So what I'm thinking is that I'll just, like, serve him for, like, six months and I'll die. And then he'll, he'll like, be able to save my family and I won't have to do any shit. And then we, that's where we pick up. It's fucking great. I, I explained all That's that. wacky. <laughs> no, that's Good. so cool. I feel like Rick Remender doing fantasy is a thing that I haven't, like, yeah. touched. He's or, so like, that he hasn't sci-fi. really yeah. touched. Yeah, and then, like, Deadly Class, which is, like... Deadly Class is a it's shit. It's, like, bending on fantasy-ish, but, like, not really. Yeah. God damn, it's so good. It ended so well. It yeah. ended so well. It's oh, good. man. Have you guys read the newest issue where with the new class? No, not uh, yet. Okay. It's it great. Good? It is. It's really cool i don't want to spoil anything but basically like 
I feel like it, he made uh, some permanent decisions plot-wise that I definitely didn't see happening, and like it's it's totally worth it. And it's just like he makes decisions that really hurt you as a reader, but like that he commits to, so it's worth it in terms of being like a statement, like within the piece itself. So, goddamn that Rick Remender, he's a crazy. He's so good. I read. I started. You know, I started reading this week. <coughs> Sorry, Got to get it on the mic. Hi, um, I started reading Bill Plimpton this week. You know, oh, he has like, comics. He, yeah, he is a, yeah, he's a, he does like far side kind of strips. Oh shit! And like we, someone brought his book into the store, and it's some of the funniest fucking comics I have ever read. Like, I thought far, I mean, far side will always be my number one, like comic ever. Like, not even talking about, like, comic strips or comic books. Like, all around, comic. favorite comic. You mean Bill Plimpton, like, the animator? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So, Fireside's my favorite, but then I read, I read Bill Plimpton, and I was like, holy, this is really, this is, like, yeah. exactly my humor. Yeah, he's really funny. So, everyone should go check that out. Like, he is so, I didn't know. He's, uh, like, so funny. And then everyone, like, I, when I read it, I was, like, I was showing everyone, like, what? Have you seen this? It's so good. And they're like, dude, yeah, it's Bill Plimpton. You don't know him? Yeah. Like, Get the fuck <laughs> His animated shit is amazing. Um, I actually interned. He was like the one internship I had for like a hot second oh, in, yeah? in uh, school back when I was doing animation. I got to scan in his pencil test frames, frame by frame. It was all 2D and it was very like tedious, but it was fun because like that's like the cool thing about animation is it's like. Like comics, it takes a shit ton of time, but when you see the final product, it's like, oh my god. Yeah. You know? That's what I was working on. Animation takes a lot longer, right? Yeah, but it's like crazy. It's like. It seems real hard. It is, and then, but like when you see that video and you see all your drawings moving, it's crazy. It's almost like, holy fuck, like my art has a pulse now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's like really rewarding but like I couldn't fucking do it because it just like takes so much time so but yeah Bill Plimpton's the shit yeah. and you should definitely check out his uh, animated what, what work what is he animated? Um, he, his most, I don't know what his most popular one, but the one I worked on was called Cheatin', and it, uh, just came out, it's on Netflix and it's basically about like uh, um, uh, an affair basically, it's about a couple and cheating and stuff, but like it's just like the way he draws is like awesome and it's all traditional and all with colored pencil and it's like I don't know like every frame is like sketchy and you can see like it's so there's so much like life pulse in those lines nice yeah uh, I didn't know that yeah it's cool I don't know about him as a person (laughs) because I never interacted with him I just interacted with the production people so but his work's awesome so yeah it's like a do you, do you know the creator of Dilbert? Is like yo, monster? yo. Yeah. I had like, no idea. What, what the fuck? I don't think anyone did until he started like speaking out on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if this is still the case, but the CEO of Diamond is also a public. Oh, yeah. God. That monster. Which, oh, I mean, yeah. Well, no. Diamond's a terrible... Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. You shouldn't, but I mean... Diamond's a terrible, terrible company. Diamond's a terrible company and needs to be replaced by somebody else. Take that sound bite. Listen to it. I believe in healthy competition. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Yeah, but they have none. I know. That's that's why it's they not have healthy. Monopoly. Yeah. So they also bought out all the competition early on. Or yeah, well, that's how you do it, right? Like, yeah. They should make a they should make a documentary social like network style about 
about diamonds. I would fuck. I would watch the fuck out of that. Why don't you make it? Huh? Why don't you make yeah. it? Don't talk to me. Be the change you want it to be. I can't do it because then I'll, I might. No one will hire me because I'll I, be I'll I be too pissed off. Yeah, but you're you're like you're alluring and you have charm. I don't we know could, how to talk. We could we can make it under protein and not give any names. Oh yeah, have you guys oh, talked about protein? Um, not uh, we about haven't. Well. We're not going to. Not yet. Okay. It's still on the DL. It's still on the Though, DL. One of one of the protein works. What? Is your book coming up? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Tell us about your book. Or second book. edition. Yeah, second, second edition. edition of Vampires yeah. can never will never hurt you. It's actually the third printing. Oh. What? I was not secret. No, you know why? Because the first printing was done by hand. Oh, you oh. know, old school style. I didn't do that. Because I was going to New York Comic Con and I wanted to hand it out to people and um, before I had what was actually like the first real printing, which was like the nice thing printed, it looked like a real comic book, I didn't know that that was going to get to my house on time. It was like super last minute, like my friend had to drive to my parents' house before she came to the con, which is in Connecticut, and then she like picked up my books, met me in New York City. This is, like, after I moved to L.A., so I'm coming from the West Coast. It was crazy, and, like, I just had, like, a limited number of 50 at that time. But before that 50, it was... I just did, like, a Xerox editions of, like, I think 20 copies. And that was, like, the last time I did the whole, like, stapling zine, and it was on a really... Like they that's, look good. Do you have any left? No. No? no. And they didn't look good. They were really out of line, and oh, there wasn't, like, a real cover. So, like, it's the fake, like, first I would, printing. I would love to get into, like, like self-printing. Yeah. Not just sending books off to publishers. It's great. What the fuck is going on with my microphone? You're, it's, ang- it's angled at your face. I'm staying in the yeah. same spot. I know, but you're turning away. Um, but it's fine. Yeah, no, it's really cool. The whole, like, process of, like, cutting it, like... Uh, folding it over, like, and I have all the shit. Like, we should totally do like an uh, like yeah. a time. Well, we're supposed to do like a zine. Yeah, like a zine workshop. You could do it on Periscope. Yeah, that's for cool. like a you podcast, that'd be idea. cool. Oh. But really good um, or just like get stoned and drunk and make some zines. <laughs> well, I don't do at that. House. <laughs> oh, Not I us. mean, <laughs> we're so <laughs> clean. Yeah. <laughs> no, no I'm a bad influence. I'm the one that does all the bad well, stuff. You're not a bad influence. You're a good yeah. but. My, I'm, I'm okay because my parents are on the East Coast and they'll hear this later. My mom's in <laughs> surgery right now, actually. Oh, why? Oh. Getting her shoulder replaced. Her whole shoulder? Her shoulder blade. Oh, shit. You know, she's older, older. They're like, my mom had a whole life before she met my dad, basically. Oh, so, okay. I mean, like, oh, not other kids, but like. But your mom's super cool, right? Yeah, she's super yeah. cool. She's she's also a freelancer. Oh, so, cool. she's been doing freelance hair and makeup since the 60s, late 60s, 70s. So, wait, so let's, let's talk about vampires. Vampires. Yeah, we're getting off Will Never Hurt You is your comic. Yes. What's that about? It is about a non binary teenager. Um. And his name is their name is Jamie, and they have a friend named Vicky who's uh, like I never really figured out what Vicky's gender is, but the point is it's about non-binary kids and uh-huh. being bullied, and so these on kids Halloween. on Halloween, yeah. Oh, yeah, and so like this bully's like, oh man, you're weird and queer, and I'm gonna beat the shit out of you, and so the kid Jamie wants to stay home and. And uh, their friends, like, you can't let bullies dictate how you lead your life and and stuff. And, like, there's an argument about how you deal with your struggles and stuff happens. And then um, 
Vicky goes out later thinking her friend's not going to be outside and she sees her friend and but you don't really know spooky things happen spooky things happen but you should read it it's really great yeah you should definitely read it when we get you're putting more so we're going to the third it's coming on Halloween we're going to be putting your meltdown we're going to be selling it through a company online it's happening yeah Yeah. Um, yeah it's pretty pretty dope that's awesome yeah. Well, how did you get into comics though? Like, why did you want to start? Because you were, you were making sp- comics. Yeah. Making comics. Well, you did animation first, right? Is that what you originally wanted to do? Yes. If you okay, well, here here's here's the chronology. Okay. So I went. I always liked comics, like I said earlier. Like I wanted to be a film director, but I didn't have enough. Like I didn't know how to do it, and also I'm really tech stupid. Like. Even now, I do analog. I do ink. I don't, like, I... I mean, I can do digital stuff, because, like, it's just a thing you gotta learn. But, like, you know, I, I would take I ink. like traditional art. Yeah, I'm, like, kind of a grump. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sucky at it. It's really bad. But, so, like, so the point is, um, I did, uh... I did pre-college at SVA, actually. When I was 16, I did a summer comics course, and that was actually my dad's idea, which was kind of weird, because my dad and I, like argue a lot um but he's like really supportive just in his own weird way but he was like do this um it'll be good for you to like you know and and plus if you did the course you got like a bonus credit or something so i did that and it was awesome and i got uh some of my teachers from there that i remember were um tom hart this illustrator i don't know much about him but like he was awesome um and then uh what's his name guy Jimbo Gary Panter Gary Panter so he was awesome he's really cool and that was when I was 16 so that was cool I because you went to school with Sam right yes I remember yeah and then Sam tells me has told me and then I went to SVA but I started out as a fine arts major for some reason last minute I was like oh I can't do comics I'm only good at, like, doing traditional, like, painting and stuff. It was really weird. I don't know why I did it. And then I immediately regretted my decision, and I changed my major. Uh, fall, fall semester. And then I did animation, though, because I, I don't know why I didn't do comics. Comics was kind of insular from my direction. Like, is weird. Like, in the fine arts department, everyone would, like, kind of party and do their homework. And, like, you know, get drunk and do their homework. Comics kids kind of, like, were very studious. And, like, you didn't really see them. That's funny. Well, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure there are some cool comics people. But, like, the oh, comics where? people, oh, like, cool I don't know. Comics. I don't know, like. Uh, so, yeah, so, but I, my roommate was in animation. So that's why I kind of wanted to do animation. I was, like, I got exposed to that. And I was, like, okay, well, fine arts is a sham. Um, I'm gonna try to do this where I can like work on having a solid job and stuff and then I realized like I stayed there for two years and by my junior year I was like this is kind of BS I want to go back to drawing funny books so I changed my major again and I stayed and that's academically how I did comics but I really just kind of I didn't like start like doing them doing them until after I graduated and like kind of that's like when you got to set your own standards and schedules and deadlines and it's still a thing that I'm working on but like I don't know I just like started churning out more pages like once I after like 
you know, I had time to process it and yeah, so comics. Comics. What about you guys? How did you start getting into comics? How did you know you wanted to write write comics? This is mostly on you because I have been. Well, I have like. Well, I I well I read. I got into comics like when I was like eighteen. I read Batman: Arkham Asylum and Kingdom Come, and like those were the books for me. And then I read Civil War, and that's like really got me what into like really what got me into like Marvel and shit and DC and then I read when Schism happened I read Wolverine and the X-Men which was fucking awesome it was, it was a really good time for me to jump into comics because it was New 52 and Schism had just happened oh shit New 52 the, yeah Marvel, and I was like yeah this, I can read all, I like, new in, stories yeah. yeah so then then I, I moved to Sacramento from, from Southern California for school and I knew I wanted to like write and shit and like tell stories and all that dumb shit and um, <laughs> all that dumb shit and my girlfriend at the time was like, "Why don't you just like write comics?" I'm like, "I guess I could." So Why I, don't you, Chris? Funny books. Yeah, those funny books. Um, when I was younger, because I, I I read a lot of of um, Farside and Calvin and Hobbes and um, Get Fuzzy and um, and Zitz and uh, and a lot of like different like just like cartoon newspaper, com- newspaper com- comics. Comic I, was, I when I was younger, I used to do like single strips and I, I would do like three panel strips just to do like funny paper comics nice what the fuck do you call the comic strips right yeah, yeah. I would do comic strips and so like, the first project ever was called We Little Monsters oh. that's all I knew it was basically following the lives of like mo- famous monsters when they were kids that is awesome honestly I'm very proud of it it's very good I did with this great artist named Johnny Jemison he lives in Florida and um and he was like so good, and like it's really. I still think I think I still have all the comics on my computer somewhere. I should put them out. Again. You should do something, yeah. Like put them together or something. Yeah, I might make like a small zine. I made a zine before, but um, and then after that, that's that's basically what it was. I was very like, I was very into it. Like as soon as my my ex girlfriend like said I should do, it, I was like, yeah, I think I should. And then after that, it was just like downhill. I did the comic strip. Downhill I, or I, uphill? Like, huh? Downhill or uphill? It's downhill. Momentum. Which gotta way? go down and then you go up. Yeah, exactly. What you ever you, take like you know a what? That wagon? That place is so there fucking stupid. <laughs> like, it's all downhill from here. That means it's easy. It's like, oh, no, no, shut the fuck. I hate New Found Glory. <laughs> what if it's like a luge? Like it's down and then. Well, my favorite part of like being a kid was like riding my bicycle down big hills. Yeah. Oh, man, that was the best. It was, I, I never got so much of a rush from anything. But after that, I just sort of ju- <laughs> like I just jumped into it from that point, like. Um, it was like I, I went online I went on like Reddit Because Reddit has a Like a, a subreddit Where comic creators Can like ask Like is there an artist available Oh like, shit it's Yeah like Actually I met Like a couple artists on there That I've worked with so, That's like, cool It's really cool And there's also a forum online Called Digital Digital Webbing, Webbing yeah. yeah I've actually gotten A few jobs there yeah, yeah I was like Is this real Is this legit It's pretty legit, it's pretty legit. Yeah And so um, I just jumped into it And like And then That's what it was um, and I should say we're on the con floor podcast. Yeah, I was, well, was going to bring that up at the end. Oh, we're in it's secret secret conversations over here. Mm. From, um, but um, and it's very distracting because there's a whole oh my god, Stranger Things. Um, oh, there's yeah. a whole bunch of like really cool cosplay. That also, I'm, I'm looking at. Oh, I see Kimmy. Oh, oh I feel like I ruined a surprise. I miss you. Oh, he's here. How you doing? That's my boy right there. That's my boy. Oh. We're saying hello to people. Hi. They are here on the con floor. Hello, Hey, Kimmy. You're not industry. Take those 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't expose. Okay. You're, so in, you're so industry, bro. So industry. You're so industry. That's how I find it. Industry. Here, I'm doing the social media. So say. Hi. I bumped the microphone. Chris bumped the microphone. Yep. You know, well, the people don't have to know that. What's that? The people don't have to know that. They do have to know it. Wait, was that a picture or a Snapchat? It's a Snapgram. You see it? I thought it was a Snapgram. I've been Snapgramming. Have you? Yeah. It's taking so long. But it's been very distracting because I'm looking at you, but over your shoulder, I can see where all the people are coming. Yeah, in. I got the good uh, seat because my back is to all of that. So I'm just staring at y'all. Thank you. Goodbye, Kimmy. Bye. Oh, yeah. It's also Chris's birthday. Happy oh, birthday, Chris. Yeah, Are you a Libra or a Scorpio? Scorpio. I'm the strongest sign, apparently. Cool. And what are was, you? Well, that was supposed to be... Oh. I don't know. It was like a rattlesnake kind of sound. I thought it, thought it But that's not a, what a Scorpio. That's a Scorpio. Know, but that's because scorpion. scorpions are dumb. I'm a fucking scorpion. <laughs> ting 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 like that. Yeah. Like that's the stinger. Ting 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 ting. So, oh yeah, Chris, I have a question for yeah. you. Okay, so so you're telling us about the origin of your writing interest in comics and your like budding writer's career as it's going to become, I'm sure, because you're awesome. Oh, but you when I first met you, not not first met you, because we know I first met you on the internet by accident, but that's another oh, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. But um, like when I first met you like working in the shop, you mentioned, like I remember you kind of saying that like you wanted to focus more on writing comedy. Or like you, yeah. were, you, you said that you were kind of yeah. given up on comics, and I was really disappointed. Did and I, I say like, given up? Yeah, you did. And uh, so I'm interested. I'm like, what, what were you feeling at that point, and like, why? Because like, basically, what my question is like, how do you deal with that sort of disenfranchised feeling? Because we all get there. Yeah. I have days where I don't want to draw. I have days where I'm like, this is stupid. I should have gone to like hair like a cosmetology school like my mom or something you know um well at that i was doing comedy i was in a weird place like yeah i I was like last february yeah yeah it was a while ago yeah and so like i was i was in a weird place because i didn't really know what i wanted to do and uh, i wanted to try comedy because i just moved to la and like everyone was doing comedy even though i lived in socal for like a long like all my life and then moved like norcal moving back to socal i was like damn i'm living in la working meltdown like i could do so much Mm -hmm. um but then i was like I was doing it and I performed a couple places, like just open mics. It's like I don't like this, so I was like, "What the fuck am I gonna do?" I think when you, I think when you, you finally, didn't like doing it or you didn't like the scene. I didn't like the, I didn't like the scene. I really didn't. Right. And so like, I think when I got back to it, when I was like, you know, I think everyone needs a break, right? Yeah. I think in order to understand what you want to do, you really need to take some time away from it and come yeah. back to it and say, like, yeah, this is what I fucking want to do. It's true. And there, there's a part of me that's like, I would never, ever forgive myself if I didn't write comics, help people make comics, yeah. or work in comics. Like, there'd be part of me, like, growing up as I get older, is like, why the fuck didn't I do that? Yeah. And now that's where I'm at. And, like, now I'm like, I'm here to stay. Like, I'm going to fucking do it. It's going to be great. Cool. Yeah. But, like, when you, like, feeling disenfranchised, like, that's so normal. I feel like that's part of the process, right? Yeah. Like, you have to, you sort of have to feel like this is all bullshit for you to really understand, like, all right, well, let me make a difference. Well, unfor- unfortunately, <laughs> no, it's good. It's important. I feel like, yeah, it's fucking corny, but what makes it corny? Like, because we don't want to admit how sensitive we are about so art. Sensitive. Just the fact that Chris said it. That's we're so sensitive. <laughs> we're, we're all sensitive boys. 
Gotta stop, with, gotta stop with the corny shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But that. But that's. That's what I don't know. That's what it is. Like right now, I feel like uh, we're in a we're in a glass cage. People are just staring at us. Yeah. Because yeah, right not, now we're, we're unmanned animals. We're animals. Okay. I shouldn't have looked. Ah, <laughs> let me out of here. Uh. So, but yeah, we are. We are here on the con floor, day two, uh, real early. So we don't quite have stories just yet. But already, cool there's some pretty shield. cool. Yeah, there's a great looking Captain America shield over there. Wow, oh, that's like really that. cool. Damn. What are y'all gonna like check out today? Or like, are you recording more podcasts and I'm stuff? I'm recording a bunch of podcasts. Cool. Yeah, I think I'm gonna hang around, see if my, any of my friends are exhibiting, and then I have to bounce. My car's like from South Central somewhere. Um, and then I have to go back home, sleep, meet my parents for lunch, and then I'm going to Victorville for a party. For a party. Oh, no. I'm very popular. I don't know if you guys knew that. So popular. I'm so popular I have to drive two hours into the desert to go to a party. Sounds fun. Yeah, Sounds really cool. like a Road Warriors party. It's just yeah. going to be them around a gallon <laughs> drum with, like, fire. and. I've never seen that. Oil. I've never seen Road Warrior. That's okay. It's Mad Max, right? We can, like, easily recreate Are it. Are we excited for Doctor Strange? Oh, and none of you can see uh, this. Oh, yeah. But, uh, uh, a little bit. <laughs> then none what? of you can see this, but oh. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah, see, that's... Uh, Is that... What you. are you? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought you were just Aristotle. With the cape? I don't fucking... Oh, are yeah, you Doctor Strange? I'm Metalhead Doctor Strange. That's oh. why I was like, uh, I like the idea, but it's hard to execute because nobody's seen the movie yet. And so, it's, okay, it's hard but to, it's also not very, you know. But you know what would sell it is if you just took a little white paint and like did a little dab on your hair. I know, but I, there was no time to go look for it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. You just look like a well-dressed person put together punk. Oh shit! Okay, now I see you've got the you spell, the Necronomicon, the Doctor Strange pin. Doctor Strange pin. What's with the another, silver? Oh, that's the the big logo that's on the Sanctum Sanctorum. It's okay. another silver pin. Okay. And, then and a meltdown what's pin. that patch? And then the other patch on the, the other side of my of jacket Agamotto. is the Eye of Agamotto. Why do we say Agamotto? The Eye of Agamon. Agamotto, Agamotto. He's my favorite uh, Digimon. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm being an asshole. Agamon, my favorite Digimon, I think, is uh, is Kabuterimon. No, 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 not Kabuterimon. Um, I never uh, played. Anklimon, Anklimon, because he's like an Anklesaurus, my favorite dinosaur. I was a hardcore Pokemon. Like, what? How dare they? No. I had Digimon cards. I just didn't know how to play with them or Pokemon cards. I had both, but I didn't. I just looked at them yeah. and tried to draw the pictures. I still like, think I didn't fondly of the art on those cards. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, they were so cool. Dude, I wish I could still buy those old packs. I mean, you can, I mean, but they're super expensive on yeah. eBay. Or just, you know, look for the single cards somewhere on eBay. Oh, probably. that's cool. The TV on that girl. I think that's just from Saga. Oh, no. You're fine. Uh, oh, man. Yesterday, this person was just walking down the aisles in a massive suit that was I don't I haven't played Battleborn have you have you played Battleborn no ah well neither will I just recognized it as a character from Battleborn and he was fucking huge it was a legit costume I don't know I love the designs and the costumes and I watched my friend play it Overwatch yeah it it looks cool Uh, my friend Maddie's partner uh, Jay our neighbors that live upstairs Yeah, yeah, yeah Yeah, and there's like a bunch of cool Halloween skins now. Yeah, I saw those. Like, I think that's awesome. Sick. I'm kind of obsessed with Elder Scrolls Online, and that's all I really do (laughs) when I play games. 
I'm in between. This, I'm playing this game called um, Skylight Tracer or some shit on PS4. It's like Sky. It's really fun. They, the people who soundtracked it are the people who soundtracked it follows so you still have to watch uh, what? watch it follows yeah yeah and good? the soundtrack yes right, cool. it's very good and the soundtrack is so good also yeah okay. I uh I've mostly just been playing Pokemon Go I always feel bad because I have the Playstation there dying to be played is it a Netflix machine because mine's a Netflix Mine, machine yeah, yeah. It's, a Netflix it's like oh I will eventually want to get Kingdom Hearts when it eventually comes out if ever but in the meantime let's just watch Arrested but Development I also really want to get Last Guardian because now it looks like that's actually going to come out yeah I think we talked about that last time oh but shit like, it's the Red Dead Redemption oh, yeah. that they're re-releasing looks really cool I never got to play the Wait, first because I'm no, pretty make, sure it's two. Oh, they're making a new yeah, one okay yeah. I thought they were redoing it I imagine they'll probably redo it and put out the new one. Oh, but the Bioshock remastered just oh, came out, that. and it looks—it's so good. I've never played any Bioshock. Definitely get the remastered. Like all the graphics are like polished and new. They went through like so much effort to do it, and uh, Kay's been playing it on the background when I'd like work and shit, and it's just like so nice. It's yeah, crystal I clear. I don't play a lot of, the only video games I really do play are like bat, all the Batman games. All the Arkham games. Those are good. I didn't play our Origins, though. And then... Um, oh, there's a little sister walk, walking right oh, past shit. us. Oh, shit. I am so happy that they still have cosplay. Like, people still cosplay Bioshock characters. Really oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, there's so many good cosplays that I've seen so far. I miss cosplays. I miss um, going to cons. I don't period. miss going to cons. <laughs> Too many people. Uh, well, it's just... I like going to cons. It's just the money. Like yesterday, yeah. I told myself, I'm not going to buy anything, and I spent $30 within minutes. Yeah. Sweet deal, but still. Uh, yeah. So well, it has been fun. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. We got to cut it short because yeah. the other people got the booth to uh, record. <laughs> fuck them. Get out of here. Fuck the Nerdist Network. I mean, what the fuck? Oh, I mean, Meltdown Network. Oh, God damn it. How dare you? It was going to be a good joke at first, but then it said Nerdist, and then, and then it said Meltdown, and it just said, it sounded really mean. I didn't. Either mean way, it's it. blasphemous. It's not blasphemous. It's blasphemous. All right. Well, thanks anyway, for having me here, yeah, y'all. Yeah, thanks for having me back. This was fun. Thanks for coming, dude. Yeah. This is the best. Hey, thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, Follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome, and you can keep up with all of their sales and events. They happen every day. Hey.